Welcome to Making the Most of Time with me, Elliot Apple. I'm a financial planner and caregiver. To give you a little background, my dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer when I was 25. Our world was changed instantly, and it's been a constant state of change ever since. Since then, I've been learning about the intersection of money, health, and loss, personally and professionally. This is a place to explore money, loss, and grief. It's about making the most of time, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. There are no taboo topics, no question is off limits. These conversations are for people like you, people who are about to lose a significant other, widows, caregivers, and anybody affected by a major health event. I'm glad you're here. So with that, let's start making the most of time. Today, we're going to talk about super funding the 529 plan and what you should know. A powerful way to start saving for college and remove money from your estate is to superfund a 529 plan. Superfunding a 529 plan is where you contribute multiple years worth of the gift tax exclusion amount to a 529 plan, file a gift tax return using Form 709, and average the gifts over five years. If you're a grandparent or parent with a significant estate and want to help a family member pay for college, superfunding a 529 plan can be a great option. Not only does it transfer money into a tax-deferred account that can later be used tax-free for qualified education expenses, but it also reduces the value of your estate. This is helpful if you are subject to the federal estate tax or if your state has, an, has a state estate tax that you'll be subject to. Before listening further, I recommend going back and listening to the primer on 529 plans that I discussed last week. It'll give you a good base of knowledge to help you make more sense of superfunding a 529 plan. And with that, let's get into the mechanics of superfunding a 529 plan and what you need to consider before doing it. So how do you superfund a 529 plan? It really requires two steps. One, open and contribute a large lump sum of money to a 529 plan, up to five years worth of the gift tax exclusion amount. And then two, file Form 709, the gift tax return. Once your 529 plan is open, you have the option of contributing up to five years worth of the gift tax exclusion amount. For example, in 2022, the gift tax exclusion amount is $16,000. That means you can give up to $16,000 to any individual in 2022. And if you want to contribute five years worth of contributions, you could contribute up to $80,000 to superfund a 529 plan. Technically, you could contribute more than $80,000, but then your lifetime federal estate and gift tax exemption amount would be reduced. Currently, that amount is $12.06 million, but it could be reduced in the future. The second step of filing the gift tax return allows you to prorate the gift as if it were given over a five-year period. There's a box under Schedule A of Form 709 that you check to indicate this preference. When you do that, you can't make additional gifts over the five-year period unless the gift tax exclusion amount increases. For example, if the gift tax exclusion amount increases to $17,000 in 2023, then you could give $1,000 more in 2023. If the gift tax exclusion amount does not increase, you cannot make additional gifts within the next five years without reducing your lifetime estate and gift tax exemption amount. At the end of the five years, you could superfund a 529 plan again, assuming the 529 plan allows the additional contribution. Each state plan has a limit on how much can be contributed, usually ranging between $235,000 and $529,000. And the next logical question is, what if I don't want to contribute five years worth of the gift tax exclusion amount? No problem. You can still contribute less, but you still need to average it over five years. You can't elect to apply it over three years or another time frame. It must be five years. The only exception is if you're giving one year or less of the gift tax exclusion amount. 
For example, if you're giving 16000 to a 529 plan in 2022, you do not need to file the gift tax return or prorate the contribution over five years. Since it's equal to the annual gift tax exclusion amount, there's no need to prorate it. However, if you wanted to give, say, $60,000 in 2022, you would need to prorate the amount over five years. In that situation, you would make a $60,000 contribution, file Form 709, and check the box to indicate the proration of the $12,000 per year. Since you gave less than the $16,000 annual gift tax exclusion amount, you have $4,000 per year you can still give away each year for the next five years without reducing your lifetime estate and gift tax exemption amount. Please keep in mind that in these scenarios, I am assuming you are not making any other gifts to the beneficiary. For example, if you bought your grandchild a car worth $5,000 or gave $500 for a birthday, you would need to reduce the amount of the gift by the value of the previous gifts given if you don't want to reduce your lifetime estate and gift tax exemption amount. In the car example, you could only give an additional $11,000 in the same year because you already gave $5,000 worth of a gift in the form of a car, and combined those are worth $16,000. Or, if you wanted to superfund the 529 plan, you could only contribute $55,000 in the same year. Now, you may be wondering, why can't I contribute $75,000 instead since the maximum is $80,000 over five years? The answer is because you can't take $5,000 of the additional gift tax exclusion amount still available in the current year and then $16,000 over the next four years. Keep in mind, since the 529 plan contribution must be prorated over five years, you can only give $11,000 per year over the next five years, or $55,000 total. If you tried to contribute $75,000, what you would be doing is contributing $15,000 each year when you prorate it. The $15,000 combined with the $5,000 already given is over the $16,000 annual gift tax exclusion amount. It would reduce your lifetime estate gift tax exclusion amount. You can contribute less than five years worth of the gift tax exclusion amount, but you still need to elect the five-year treatment for the full amount, unless you're giving one year or less of the gift tax exclusion amount. You also need to consider other gifts given in the current year, which may reduce the amount you can give. Why would you superfund a 529 plan? Superfunding a 529 plan is particularly powerful if you have a younger beneficiary. For example, if you had a grandchild who was just born and college doesn't start for 18 years, that's 18 years of tax-deferred compounding, and if used for qualified education expenses, that money can be withdrawn entirely tax-free. Let's look at the growth using a simple example. If you superfund a 529 plan today with $80,000 and that money grows at an annual compounded rate of 8% per year for 18 years, with no additional contributions, it would be worth approximately $319,681. Let's say it only earned 5% per year instead. It would still be worth approximately $192,529. In both scenarios, the $80,000 grew enough to pay for a good portion of college, or potentially all of it. Starting early helps when funding a 529 plan, but even if you don't start early, late is better than never. For those with larger estates that could potentially be subject to the federal or state estate tax, superfunding a 529 plan can remove money from the estate, which potentially could reduce your estate tax of death. So how does superfunding a 529 plan help my estate planning? Superfunding a 529 plan can be helpful because it reduces the value of your estate while still allowing you to retain control over the account. In most situations, you have to include the value of any accounts in your estate if you retain control, but 529 plans are an exception. And I should add here that superfunding a 529 plan doesn't help everybody's estate. 
if you're not subject to the federal estate tax or your state doesn't have a state estate tax or you won't be subject to it, it's not going to help. But for those who are facing or will face potentially in the future an estate tax, can be particularly helpful to superfund the 529 plan. If you contribute $80,000 to three grandchildren 529 plans, you remove $240,000 from your estate. As long as you live past the five years, the $240,000 is not included in your estate. However, if you die in those five years, part of the gifts are included in your estate. So it's really important to know how this could potentially affect you if you die before the five years are up if you're superfunding a 529 plan. For instance, if you died in the third year, you had three years of completed gifts, and the last two years would still be included in your estate. This means that $144,000 was removed from your estate, that's the $16,000 annual gift tax exclusion, times three years, times three grandchildren. But $96,000 is still included in your estate. And I get that number from $16,000 annual gift tax exclusion, times two years, times three grandchildren. What's the benefit of removing money from your estate? Let's look at a simple example of an estate tax reduction by superfunding a 529 plan. Let's say you live in Washington State, which taxes estates above $2,193,000. In this scenario, you already have an estate worth $2.5 million and feel confident it will be higher in the future because of growth in your real estate and investment portfolio. If you passed away today, a few hundred thousand dollars would be already subject to the 10% estate tax. So you decide to contribute 240000 to superfund a 529 plan for three grandchildren. When you do that, you remove $240,000 from your estate through that gift. Let's say that you live past the five years, and just for simplicity, your estate value goes down to $2.26 million. I'm assuming no growth or decline in the estate other than the $240,000 gift, just for simplicity purposes, but obviously there might be some growth or reduction in your estate depending on how much you're spending and how much the portfolio grows. Instead of 240000 of your estate being subject to a 10% estate tax, you avoid the 10% estate tax on the amount given because it's removed from your estate. By giving away $240,000, you reduce the estate tax by approximately $24,000. This means your beneficiaries get more instead of the state, less of it's being taxed. Now, I know this is a simple example, but imagine if that same 240000 grew inside of your estate over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, to some other amount, say $500,000 or a million dollars. Even if we assume it is only subject to a 10% estate tax, that's still a savings of $50,000 or $100,000 in estate taxes, depending on if it grows to the $500,000 or $1 million. And in reality, some of that amount would likely be taxed at 14% in Washington State because the tax rate's progressive for higher estate values. If you live in a state without a state estate tax and don't anticipate being subject to the federal estate tax, superfunding a 529 plan may not help your estate, but there's other good reasons for doing it. Although reducing your estate today is a benefit, the real power comes from the compound growth that occurs outside of your estate when superfunding a 529 plan. The more money that is not subject to an estate tax, the more money your heirs can use for college or inherit instead of being taxed by federal or state governments. Now that you've heard all about the great benefits of superfunding a 529 plan, what are the disadvantages? There are three main disadvantages in my eyes. One, less flexibility in how you can use the funds. Two, ordinary income tax and penalties on the earnings if you over-contribute and don't use them for qualified education expenses. And then three, potentially missing out on a state tax deduction. So less flexibility. Since 529 plans offer tax advantages, you are limited in how you can use them. Withdrawals are tax-free if used for qualified education expenses, but not everything counts as a qualified education expense. 
You can't take tax-free withdrawals for insurance, medical expenses, or transportation in college. If you want to travel between college and home, you'll have to pay out of pocket. If you rack up medical expenses, you can't distribute money from a 529 plan tax-free to pay for them. You also can't take tax-free withdrawals for a room and board above the university listed price. For example, if room and board at the university is listed as $15,000 and you spend $15,000 on off-campus housing, you're okay. It can be tax-free. If you spend $20,000, only $15,000 counts as a qualified education expense that can be distributed tax-free. 529 plans can be used for a variety of expenses, but not all costs associated with college. And what about ordinary income tax and penalties on the earnings? This is a big downside of superfunding a 529 plan if you overfund it. As you saw earlier, if you superfund it early in life, you can amass a significant sum for college. If your child or grandchild chooses to go to a university that costs less than the amount you saved, you have a problem, even if it is a good problem to have. Although there are plenty of options if you overfund it, if you choose to distribute the money, the earnings portion will be subject to ordinary income taxes and a 10% penalty. Here are a few options if you overfund the 529 plan and don't want to distribute it and pay taxes. You could leave the funds in the 529 plan. There's no time limit when the funds need to be distributed. Use it for apprenticeships, K-12 education, or other trade schools. Change the beneficiary to another family member. Most plans allow you to change the beneficiary once per year. You could change the beneficiary to you or your spouse, and you could enroll in an educational program. Or you could pay off student loan debt up to $10,000 per person, and this is a lifetime limit. Although paying ordinary income taxes and a 10% penalty on the earnings for non-qualified education expenses is not the end of the world, a taxable brokerage account is a good alternative to saving for college because it allows for more flexibility in how you use the funds, and it can still be fairly tax efficient. Personally, I usually aim to fund 50-75% to of college expenses through a 529 plan because of the lack of flexibility if you overfund it. And then finally, you could potentially miss out on state tax deductions or credits. This is the last drawback if you superfund a 529 plan. Many states allow you a deduction or credit up to a certain amount each year. For example, I live in Wisconsin, and they offer a dollar-for-dollar reduction in state taxable income up to $3,560 for contributions to the Wisconsin 529 College Savings Program in 2022. If someone was in the 5.3% marginal state income tax bracket, that's a tax savings of approximately $188. If you superfund a 529 plan, you could get the tax benefit in year one, and Wisconsin is one of the states that does allow you to carry forward unused deductions into future years. However, some states don't allow you to carry forward unused deductions or credits. For example, in my research, it didn't appear that Vermont allowed you to carry forward unused income tax credits, so you'll need to research state by state whether your state allows you to carry forward some of those credits. And then some states provide larger tax credits or deductions than others. You should research what your state offers. If you think the tax deduction is small compared to the benefit of tax-free growth for five years, you may want to superfund a 529 plan instead of spreading the contributions out over a few years. Although there are a few disadvantages to superfunding a 529 plan, they are fairly minor. Superfunding a 529 plan is a great option for people who have money they won't need to support their own lifestyle and may want to reduce the value of their estate for tax purposes. Here are my final thoughts and a question for you. Superfunding a 529 plan is a great way to get a jump start on college saving. By contributing five years worth of the annual gift tax exclusion and filing a gift tax return, you can put more money into a 529 plan sooner without reducing your lifetime estate and gift tax exemption amount. The tax deferred growth and potential for tax-free withdrawals make superfunding a 529 plan early in life very attractive. Although 529 plans don't offer the most flexibility, 
the rules allow you to take withdrawals for many different purposes. And if you overfund it, you have other options, such as changing the beneficiary, among others. In a worst case scenario, you could pay ordinary income tax and a 10% penalty on the earnings. I'll leave you with one question to act on. Does superfunding a 529 plan make sense for you? Elliot Apple is an investment advisor representative of Kindness Financial Planning, LLC. However, in hosting this podcast, Elliot is not acting as an investment advisor representative individually or on behalf of Kindness Financial Planning. The information and opinions in this podcast are for general, informational, and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment, financial, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of publication, and such opinions are subject to change. No representation is made as to the completeness or accuracy of the information presented. Any past performance referenced is historical and no guarantee of future results. All indices referenced are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. All investments involve a certain level of risk. You should carefully consider if an investment is suitable for you before making an investment. Please consult your legal, financial, and other professionals to determine what may be appropriate for you.